So the big question is this. In these uncertain times, in this uncertain economy, how are some lawyers adapting their practices so they're not only surviving, they're thriving while others are folding under the pressure? We're talking to those lawyers and legal professionals to find out what's working, what's not, and what they're doing to stay on top. You're listening to Law in the Time of COVID-19. Welcome to Episode 1 of Law in the Time of Coronavirus. This podcast is powered by LawPods, producing branded podcasts for law firms. Now, we launched this podcast to help lawyers and law firms manage and overcome the stresses of practicing law and operating a business during this unprecedented crisis. And on each episode, we're going to be featuring experts, including managing partners, firm managers, marketers, and other experts from the legal field to shed some light on how this crisis is affecting them and the strategic steps that they're taking to stay in control. We're going to be discussing some of the most pressing issues that attorneys are facing, including maintaining business continuity, moving your law firm into the cloud, operating your law firm virtually and securely, managing a remote team for the first time for many of them, and modifying your marketing approach to meet the increase in digital consumptions. And on this first episode, I am happy to feature our first guest, Mr. Tom Petrelli. Tom is a divorce and family law lawyer with Petrelli Prevatera with offices in Philadelphia, New Jersey, and Illinois. Tom is also the CEO of Divorce Done Right and the founder of FlashDivorce.com. Tom is admitted to practice in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Illinois, the District of Columbia, and the U.S. District Courts of Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Tom will have been practicing law for 20 years next year, and I am thrilled to have him here. Tom, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm lovely. I really appreciate you taking some time from this vacation that we're all on uh, to spend a little time with us. I know that you're at home and I'm at home and I know a lot of our colleagues are at home right now. One thing I will say to the listeners is I know both me and Tom have young children about, so there's a really good chance you may get introduced to them at some point during this podcast. So you're welcome in advance. That's true. Well, Tom, it's been really good to be introduced to you recently. My friend Eric Ozemek, the uh, National Director of Sales at Big Square and his team, they speak extremely highly of you. Eric and I got introduced over the last few months. We've had a lot of conversations. He told me a little bit about you and your firm. And we, as we talked about putting this podcast together, we realized it made a lot of sense to have someone like you on the podcast. Thanks so much for taking that time out for us. Not a problem. So... What did it look like for you on day one when it got real, that moment when we started to realize that this was actually going to impact our day-to-day lives? Like, what did that look like at your firm? So we were talking about it for about two weeks before it actually happened. So we were slightly prepared, but you can't be totally prepared. We have been quasi-cloud-based for quite some time, which really kind of, if I can back up a second, I can tell you how that happened. Back in 2010, I wouldn't want it to be able to spend a lot of time in Florida and I didn't want to be tied to my office. So I started looking at the cloud solutions and I started moving everything we had into the cloud, which wasn't really prevalent back then. So back then I was using things like Google Remote Desktop and Apple's back to my Mac just so I can, you know, log into my computer desktop from wherever I was. And it was fairly effective back then. And then about two years after that, I decided we were going to go to Mexico for three months and I was going to take off three months and still work, but work remotely from Mexico so we could have our son down there. So we did that, and that was an experience in itself because Mexico is completely, at that time, backwards when it came to 
internet and speed and and trying to maintain any type of continuity with uh, the home office. It was like going back to like 1999 when AOL was prevalent. <laughs> so it was it was a learning experience, but we made it work. So luckily, I had a friend down there who was able to hook me up with someone who gave me their fastest speed. So we used that for quite some time. I had a VoIP phone, a VoIP phone, and I had Air, Apple Airport. And that was basically my setup when I was down there. And I learned I couldn't do two things at once. I couldn't talk on the phone and use my computer, or we couldn't watch Apple TV and use the phone. It would just completely like cut out. That was my first go around with being cloud-based and being remote. But you know, getting back to how we responded, right? So what, what did we do on day one? Well, we started uh, inventorying who had computers. That was the first thing we did. Uh, we'll see who had computers at home. And then we uh, surveyed internet speeds because I felt like that was pretty important. Lucky for us, we all had satisfactory setups for the most part. The only employee who didn't was our receptionist. And upon hearing that it would be a 14-day maybe layoff type, so to speak, because the city was going to close us down for 14 days, she volunteered to take two weeks of PTO that she had saved up. And she just disappeared. We haven't heard from her since. (laughs) So employees who didn't have any type of setup at home or computers, we basically said, you can take your desktop home. It wasn't a big deal. So... The only part that was really disappointing for me was the phone service itself. We use Ring Central and they have an app and they basically they sell a service that says, hey, you know, you can do use this from anywhere. We're completely cloud-based. And they are for the most part, but when you get into complex phone systems like we have with like queues and uh, different call trees, they don't work. So yeah. I spent close to three days on the phone with India trying to figure out how to make it work, only to throw in the towel on the last day. I mean, I was, we were supposed to be closed, and I was in there just trying to make it work. And my wife was like, what are you doing in the office? You know, the mayor said you have to stay home. And I was like, I need to get this working because <laughs> we have an intake team that had to get phone calls. And you know, we could make it work for the first person, but it wouldn't roll over to the next on their phones. It would just disappear or go to the answering service, and that wasn't, that wasn't going to work for us. So uh, it was experience. Yeah, I, uh, I, when I was, had my law office, I was using a similar service. I think it was called 8x8. And that was the same problem we ran into is it would work fine at the office when we had the phones. But when we tried to use that mobile app, those voice over IPs can be a little challenging. Yeah. I mean, it's great when it works, right? If you you want to send it to a single person, it's no big deal. But we have multiple people and it's supposed to follow a call queue and say, this person's busy or doesn't answer, go to the next person. You expect it to ring the app as well, but it didn't. So, So it didn't really work out. So that was that was the biggest challenge we had on that first day. So what other tools do you have in, did you have in place initially or do you have in place now that is helping you manage this? Sure. As I said already, we use Ring Central for the phones. So that was in place and that was supposed to be cloud-based and it, it is, so to speak. We've been using Box.com since it first came out. And uh, I think back in like 2010, I started using Box.com. We, we house all our documents there. Everything we do is in Box. We use Clio for our case management software. Clio has been great. We use Big Square for our data analytics and our business intelligence. We use Zoho CRM for our intake service. So our intake team uses Zoho, and that's all cloud-based. All our systems have been cloud-based for quite some time. So nothing's been new. We use Slack. We, we've been set up to work, work remotely anyway because we have one main office in Philadelphia, and then we have many other small offices where we might have six people working in Princeton or two people working in Norristown one person working in Linwood, New Jersey, and having team meetings all at the same time weekly 
kind of forced us into a situation where we would use all these cloud-based systems. So we're used to it. It was just a matter of who could be used to working from home and how productive can you be at home is what it came down to. That's certainly the hard part. Now, you kind of rattled off a lot of different services. Can you take me through what some of those are for, for the person who's listening who doesn't have their firm virtual or in the cloud in any way? Like, Can you kind of give me a brief explanation of what those services are and how you're using them? Sure. Box.com is a, a document repository for us. You basically, you can share documents. It's kind of like uh, Google Docs. You can share anything you want. You can collaborate in the cloud. You can check things out. You can record versions. That way, everything can be done. It integrates with Microsoft Office. So it also integrates with, what are the other ones? Like Google Docs, Google Sheets, all those different things. And it, it's just an easy way of, of collaborating with your team from afar. So Box integrates with Clio. So we try to get to do as many different software packages to integrate as we possibly can, which is impossible you know, in the long run because the bigger you get and the more we scale things, the harder it becomes. But Box does integrate with Clio. So everybody can be basically in one software package and kind of with a click of a button, it could be importing the documents right into Clio when you need them to send. But Box does have a lot of security, I think more so than Dropbox. They have different governances. Thing. They have different, we don't use everything they have. But I know they have different tiers so that, you know, you can preserve documents for litigation and you can have it so it won't delete anything. Everything's saved somewhere else. So it's, it's been very good for that. Clio, Clio is very good too. So Clio we use for our case management software. And basically we have calendaring. Well, our calendars actually work through uh, Google. We use Google Suite for our email, for our calendars, for many different things. We use a backup document repository for when we have to share different things. It's a little bit quicker than Box. Box is a little more clunky. Google, because it integrates with G Suite, is very quick. So that actually integrates with our, our calendar on Clio. So we don't use Clio's calendaring, but we use it for everything else. We use our invoicing through Clio. We can monitor the clients. We can share things with the clients that way and secure. They have the Clio portal, which we utilize a lot. So it, it all kind of fits together. So another piece of software that we use that's been really helpful is uh, Big Square. Big Square is our analytical business intelligence software, which we use to you know, on a daily basis to monitor on a week-by-week -week basis how much the, you know, the attorneys are billing, who has how much in their trust accounts, who has AR. And we have two parts of it that we use. We have the attorney portion and we have the management portion. The attorney portion kind of shows them a dashboard where they can see what they need to do on a weekly basis, they can see who has money in the, in the accounts, so they know who to bill on, who to work on. And people that don't, they know to pick up the phone or let our collections department know that they need to pick up the phone and, and contact the client to replenish their accounts. So this kind of lets the attorneys self-manage, and we look at it from a higher perspective on the management side to get a bigger per picture of what's happening in the firm and also to make sure that the attorneys are on track. One of the things I didn't mention earlier that we use as far as keeping the clients, keeping ourselves on task since we've been remote, and we started to do this but became more important over the past couple of weeks, is Monday.com. Monday.com is great for project management. So we basically took a lot of what we used to do in the office, which we have you know quick little 15-minute meetings. We created boards, and our Kanban boards that we have on Monday.com, and we kind of move everything through, and we used uh, Zapier to create different types of of zaps that would basically push, you know, would give a notification saying, you know, Dana's finished with this part of the project. So now, you know, Michael, you have to move on with this and, and so forth. 
that that's been both mainly what I've been doing the past uh, week and a half is I've been making sure those things are working and making sure the systems that we have, which we have like, like one of the things that was really hard to do, you know, you have your automations that work in the office and get that and make it virtual. It seems like it should work in theory, but not everything worked as well. And people didn't know where to look. So it's, it's just kind of like herding cats. Like I'm trying to get like, okay, intake team, you have to be in this portion of box, you know, and I had to create it. So it's their own little section. And then I had to say, okay, uh, lawyers, you need to be in this section. And I made their own little, little, little world of domain where they can share documents and see what's going on. And these things, you know, in the office, it kind of just happens fluidly. But when you're not next to each other, it's really hard. And then you have to deal with people's schedules, right? Like people have their families sitting right there. So you know, people are called away from their computers. So you have, you have delays. But it, it's been interesting. You're speaking to my heart over here. I'm a big uh, a big fan of the Kanban board. I use Trello for mine, but my uh, my entire practice runs with Zaps. You know, I'm building some kind of Zap every day that automates a lot of that process. Yeah, that's that's an amazing piece of software. Yeah, I started using it in my law practice. So naturally, when I kind of got into an even more technical practice, like it's become a a big part of what I use. So yeah, I recommend uh, anybody who's listening who is having trouble. With project management, Monday's great. Trello's good. There's, I mean, honestly, there's a laundry list of different projects. Asana is another one. And we'll make sure we link some of this stuff on the uh, the blog and in the show notes for you if you want to check some of those out. So a moment ago, you talked about managing staff. What has been the the biggest change there? Because I know with everyone, everyone's usually in the office. I mean, that's the way most lawyers work. What has been the biggest challenge with managing everyone remotely? So in the office, either myself or my COO, we'll walk around. You kind of see what's happening. You have it. You can hear. You can listen to what's happening. You know there's work being done. You know how it's being done. At this point, it, it's been very tough to to understand if people are still doing the things they need to be doing. So I've had to. So on Monday in particular, I've had to build a lot of boards and basically. We created uh, stand-up meetings. So every every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we'll have a stand-up meeting where people say, "This is the work I'm doing. This is you know, this is how it's going to be done." We use uh, Slack for this. We have a bot in Slack that actually you know sends a message out to the lawyers uh, on a Monday and says, "Well, you know, what do you expect to do this week? How many hours did you build last week? How many hours do you think you're going to build this week? And what are the obstacles that are going to get in your way of getting that done?" And that publishes to the group of attorneys, and I monitor that, and I look at that, and I say. I talk to each attorney individually and I say, well, how can I help you get through these obstacles? So that's been challenging. I do the same thing for staff. I just started this week. And for staff, I, I send, they get the same thing on Wednesday. And staff have a lot more obstacles, obviously, right now than, than the lawyers do because they don't have access to, a, to the facts. They don't have access to the copier. They don't have access to a scanner even. So people are scanning on their, on their iPhones, which has been incredible. Like People just take pictures and that's considered a, a scan now. So... All these different pieces, you know, I, like the two weeks of planning, I kind of wrote out what was going to happen. But in actuality, it's much more difficult than, than you imagine. But on the other hand, it has gone way smoother than I thought it would go too, because people people want to work. People people want to keep their jobs. So I had to make sure that everybody knew that like, hey, your jobs are safe. You know, no one's getting laid off. Uh, we'll get through this. You know, it doesn't matter if it's you know, two weeks or, or six months. We can operate in the cloud. We've been operating the cloud all along. It's just, you don't realize it because you still physically come to the office. So right. it's just that whole, it's changing the mindset of all the employees. Yeah. And as much as we all love our families, I think we forget that sometimes work provides some needed respite. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. It's, 
I, I would complain that I, I was so I was always getting interrupted in the office. It's nothing like being interrupted at home. <laughs> I mean, I can't. I, if I could count how many times I've been interrupted, uh, I had to get Elsa's hair out of a purse that it was zipped up in earlier. That was just one of the many things that I've had to task today. We had eggs broken on the kitchen floor because she wanted to cook. So, you know, these right. are the things my coworkers, uh, if I was in an office, wouldn't normally be tasking me with. Right, right. When you have a child at home, your child sees you and, and they're like, come play, come play. <laughs> right. All day long. You're here. You're right. here. <laughs> You're here, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's such a uh, change. So what, looping back to software, because we are talking about managing teams, yeah. what are you doing any video conferencing with the team to keep everybody connected? And if so, what are you using? Yes. So we've been using Zoom for close to a year and a half. And we use Zoom for our team meetings on a weekly basis before this happened. And now we use it more. Um, we've always offered for two and a half years now video consultations. And they've been very slow to, to kind of ramp up where people trust it. And about six months ago, we were getting, we would go from like one like video console a month to maybe like four or five. And then now everything's video console. So that was a, and we've had that on our website for a long time. So we didn't have to advertise it. We always offered to our clients after it became a client that, hey, you know, you don't have to come back into the city. We know it's difficult to park. We know it's expensive to park and you're coming from the suburbs. So you can do a video consultation or a video meeting with us and it should be no big deal. And some clients still wouldn't do it, but now, now everyone's forced to, right? You, right. Have old, you have older people, you know, people who are retired, who are now forced to use technology. It, the whole world shifted. It's changed, right? Like the last time we had a major change was, change was probably what, 9-11? You know, there was the before 9-11 and the way we thought about things. That was after 9-11. And this is the same thing to me. I mean, it's, it's just a slower thing. 9-11 was bam, it happened with one day. This is a slow burn. But there's going to be a major change. People are going to change the way they interact with people. You're going to change, you know, their behavior, how they work. And we're all getting used to this. And this is going to be the new norm. So everyone's going to be using Zoom or something like it. I saw uh, just a funny meme on uh, Facebook. I think it was yesterday. It was tearing. It was Scooby-Doo and gang tearing off the mask of the person responsible. And it was Zoom under the mask <laughs> just because you know, they benefit so much from it. Um, but no, I mean, I'm on the same page. We've been using Zoom for years and I, and I very much love it. So have you talked to your team at all about combating isolation? I know we're only a couple weeks in, but is that something that your firm is thinking about, kind of thinking about mental health at this point? So we have. So we've, been, we've, been, we've talked about doing work happy hours uh, to try to keep people connected at least once a week and say, hey, we're going to do a Friday happy hour, a Wednesday happy hour. We used to do that in the office anyway. We would all go out as a team. So we've been really thinking about doing that. It's just... Have you done a virtual happy hour yet through Zoom? I did. I did one uh, two days ago. I I, I uh, go to podcast conferences, so right. I've generated a lot of friends in those conferences. So we just had one on Tuesday. Uh, it right. was a lot of fun. That's but great. Too many, so, honestly, too many people showed up. Like eighteen people showed up, and eighteen people on a Zoom call is far too many to have have too much going on. So I'm gonna try. Right. To, I'm gonna try to cut it in half next time. <laughs> so. When we're using technology and we're doing virtual things to kind of pivot here, one of the things I want to talk about is the risk associated with taking your practice virtual, with working from home. How is your firm managing and responding to these risks? So one of the things that we were, this is something we actually talked about back in January at our beginning of the year meeting. And we were talking about how we can safeguard you know, the client data because there's a huge risk to anything where it leaves your office confine, right? So as soon as it goes outside the office, you have no control over it. Well, we were talking to Citrix and we are an all Mac, 
all Apple computer-based firm. And one of the things we ran into, Citrix works because it's a virtual uh, desktop. And Citrix works and VMware works that way too. They both have workspace virtual desktops. So we contracted with Citrix and it's still not rolled out yet. We didn't finish it, unfortunately, before this happened. So one of my major concerns is people sitting at home with all the client data, right? So you're using Box Sync and it's taking all that data and it's putting it on someone's personal computer. But once that leaves the, our, our server, our, our box on the cloud, they have that data. There's nothing we can do to take it back. So now we have to trust you know, that the, the lawyers and our employees do the right thing, which we know they're supposed to do. That, I think, is one of the biggest security risks with cloud-based offices and being virtual. Yeah. So and this morning I had a phone call with Citrix, so hopefully that'll be rolled out in the next week or so. And I'm assuming you've had discussions with your team. Like when you move virtual and, and everything's on the cloud, that device becomes your entire office. If you can practice from anywhere, you can have your information taken from anywhere. For me, when I was running my law practice, everything that existed in my law firm was on my phone. So right. if someone got into my firm, they got into everything. And so it was you know, of paramount importance that every device be very secure. So, you know, we talked like with my employees, we talked about passwords and, and the importance of having unique passwords. And like one of the things we moved into with as a firm when I was practicing was password managers. Does your firm use any of those? So we actually just signed a contract with Okta for single sign-on and Okta is going to be integrated with our Citrix uh, workspace. So all the passwords that all my, like we, like we use like 20 different pieces of software, right? So they each have like 20 passwords. Well, I start what I started a policy last year where I force people every three months to change their passwords. So we do that every, all the time as a, as a practice, which drives right. me crazy too. Cause I'm like, who implemented this stupid policy? Cause I don't want to change my, my passwords either, <laughs> but we have to. And I'm like, right. so I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'll say to my CEO, I'm like, look at this. Like, why are they resetting their passwords? I'm like, Oh yeah, it's cause I did that. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, but yeah. I mean, the password manager is life changing when it comes it to is. that. You can automatically change your passwords and you don't have to stress about remembering them. You have to remember one sufficiently complex password instead of 20 different ones. Right. And that's what, uh, that's what the single sign-on with Okta is going to do for us. The SSO thing is going to be a, a game changer, I think. And I think it's really important. I, yeah. I just heard recently that not, that, that not all of them are safe either, like LastPass. And I can't remember the other one that was out there. It's a major one. I heard they were just hacked recently. Yeah, I, d- I didn't hear that, but that, you know, tends to happen with your, you know, the leading brands tend to be the ones that end up getting attacked. So Dashlane, I think it's called the other one. Okay. Now, have you modified your approach to marketing and new client acquisition? Is it too early to really think about that? There's just this increased focus on digital content right now. And I'm starting to see a lot of companies and firms starting to pivot their marketing to play to that. So I looked at this from the angle of there's lots of tactics you can do for marketing to try to react to different situations. And I thought everyone has a tactic out there. I wanted to strategize what will do will be the best thing for me to do marketing wise. And we've always been a digital forward firm. So I've actually gone the opposite direction since the pandemic. We're so focused this year, like this year, every year we have a different focus for the firm. And this year our focus was client experience and you know, we want to make sure that, you know, we, we're right now we're sending the clients as much support and help as we possibly can. So we call the clients to check in on them and we ask if there's any way we can support them right now. And some of them might need water. Some of them might need delivery service. And if we can help them and they're in the city and they're close by, you know, the attorneys have been basically given the go ahead to, to help them. So I think actually going out of our way to help anybody 
rather than just look for ways to market because we can help the people. Okay. The people are going to take care of us. And I think as thought leaders and leaders in the community, we want to try to wrap our arms around the community as much as possible. So my philosophy since this happened is I want to take care of my employees. Their jobs are secure. They don't have to worry about anything. And if I take care of my employees, they're going to take care of my clients and they're going to have the ability. If they feel safe, they're going to make the clients feel safe and give them whatever they need. And then once this is done, you know, I think our clients is going to, they're going to rave about us. They're going to, they're going to know that, you know, we're not just about fulfilling a service. We actually care it and, and we want to support the clients. And once we do that, I think they'll take care of the business in the end. I think it's a cycle, you know, it's, it's a full circle cycle. You can draw the arrows from point to point to point and around. So I think there's lots of marketing tactics out there and yes, we're doing those things, but I'm looking at the bigger picture about how we can come out at the end with a bigger community than when we started. Yeah. I like that building community. Yeah. Now we've been talking predominantly about how you manage the business through the crisis. Do you have any tips you're employing personally to manage all the competing problems of life that have also taken on additional layers of complexity. You know, we, on my side, we're thinking a lot about sleep, exercise, clean eating, because it's so easy to eat pizza every day at this moment. You know, I'm getting back into meditation. That was one that kind of fell by the wayside because there's a, you know, with kids, we talking earlier about the kids in our ears and just life is, is, has a lot of complexity at the moment. That's something that's been helping me out a lot. One of the points of this podcast I wanted to use is helping people get through these moments. So what are you using? What are you doing? So you just have to be focused on the fact that you can't get done as much as you used to be able to get done in the office. Just understanding that if you can get done, but pick the, you know, the, the 20% of the things that you would do in the office that got 80% of the results. I think that's the best mindset you can have. And just knowing that it won't happen every day. I mean, I think being at home is a much more difficult uh, chore than actually being in the office and where you have, you know, peace and quiet, so to speak. I mean, the office seems like it like has much more serenity than, than at home. So I think just having realistic expectations and not trying to do too much and just taking it day by day and keeping a positive attitude is the, is the only way that you're going to get through this. Yeah. The difference that I really see is at the office, everyone has the same goal. Everyone's marching in the same direction. Right. At home, you know, that's a little bit more chaos. Right. And just don't be the guy running out to the store buying all the toilet paper. <laughs> I don't know who these people are. And I don't know why it started. Right. I'd really like to like a breakdown on, on where that all started because I don't know. Like we haven't bought any toilet paper since this started. And I think we're good for months, maybe. Like you bought the toilet paper in advance. <laughs> well, I just don't I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure what the plan is here. Maybe maybe it started out with people thinking, oh, it's the flu. And I know what happens when I get the flu. I better get some toilet paper just in case. I don't know. But then it just carried on. Right. I have more power to them. Well, I, uh, I don't want to take all your time today, but I really appreciate you uh, taking some time out for us. And the kids, I really appreciate them for on, uh, on both of our sides for not harassing us during this call. I know. I can't, can't believe they stayed away. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, kids. Well, if anybody wanted to connect with you and your firm, how can they find you? If anyone's looking for me, they can contact me at my email address. It's my last name, first initial. So it's P-E-T-R-E-L-L-I-T at P-E-T-R-E-L-L-I-L-A-W.com. So it's Petrelli T at PetrelliLaw.com. All right. Love it. And I will put that in the blog and on the show notes as well. Well, thanks so much, Tom. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate having you on here. 
Thanks for joining us. For resources from the episode, go to the show notes in your podcast player or visit lawpods.com slash podcast. Do you know someone who's staying on top that should be a guest on the show? Submit their name to letspodcast at lawpods.com. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay profitable.